Will you pray with me, please? Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for this Sunday morning, for this time, place, and space for worship in our lives as we enter into your presence and as we receive that which you promised to us, life, love, and forgiveness through your word made possible through your Son, our Savior Jesus. May your spirit be with us this morning as we worship you and as we apply your word to our lives and our relationships and especially to our family of faith as a congregation. All this we ask in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. One of the privileges and responsibilities I have as your lead pastor is to communicate with you our values, vision, and mission as a congregation. Our mission statement, as it stood for a long time, is showing others by word and deed how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. And our values as a congregation, we've never really identified explicitly until the past two years. And we've met together, we've had surveys, we've prayed on this, we've discussed it, we've had task forces, and we've even enlisted the help of five two ministries led by Reverend Bill Woolsey. And throughout that process, we've taken our core values and distilled those into four vision statements. And those have been part of our sermon series as we've started the year 2023. We're going to focus on that this morning, and they'll also continue into the month of February. As part of some of that value process, as we determine or as we kind of figure out who we are as a congregation that will lead us to what God would have us do as a congregation, we've also had the opportunity to ask folks, both in our congregation and our community, what they see in us, what they value, what they wish were different. And as such, I'd like to share a little bit about our strengths and weaknesses as a church. And these are responses that we have received from you through surveys and through workshops, and also those outside of our congregation in the community. But the strengths are many, and what a list it is. Folks view our worship life together as a congregation as a strength, both our traditional context in the sanctuary and also our contemporary context here in the Worship and Event Center with our Connect service. They view our school ministry as an incredible strength as we serve about 615 school-age students, preschool through eighth grade, Monday through Friday, for 180 days, teaching them about Jesus and educating them in an excellent way. The variety of music ministries that we offer was a strength. Also, our various studies and ministries that we offer uh, for folks to come on campus or to receive resources online and grow in their faith by studying God's word together. Our campus itself was identified as a strength, both our physical buildings and also uh, our real estate that we own, and also along with that, the staff that takes care of that. And a special thanks to Phil Haubenstricker and his crew for plowing the way and preparing the way for us to worship this morning. Their crew gets up very early to make sure that the roads are clear and things are as safe as they can be for us to come and worship our Lord together. Our staff was identified as a strength, and it is a joy and privilege as one of the pastors to work alongside such dedicated, committed, capable, competent, compassionate, and courageous people day in and day out. It's a privilege to serve alongside them in ministry. And then the volunteers. It takes hundreds and hundreds of volunteers to make ministry happen in this place, especially on a Sunday morning with worship. We couldn't do church without the volunteers that serve selflessly. Our generosity includes people with a vision and the ability to gather together special gifts 
to make special things happen, whether it's the hiring of a staff person, the, um, the, the piloting of a new ministry program, or perhaps the construction of a new facility. That kind of generosity over the years has provided us with a blessed place to gather together around God's word and sacrament and to share the love of Jesus with others. And of course, a heaping, helping serving of hospitality, which is wonderful because we are a place that people like to gather. They like to come to Frankenmuth. They like to be a part of what we're doing here. And part of that is how we treat people when they are with us. And I'm thankful for that. A lot of places... A lot of ministries, a lot of churches don't necessarily have all these blessings. So I'm thankful and very grateful to God and to those who come before us that they've provided all these things for us to enjoy, for us to take care of, and for us to build upon as a family of faith. Along with our strengths and all the great things about St. Lawrence Lutheran Church and School, there's also some growth areas. We asked folks, we asked you and those outside of our congregation and school, to identify some weaknesses that they saw in our ministries. And they listed these. Our youth and young adult ministry, as we transitioned from our previous director of youth ministries, as we're looking for this next director of youth ministries, and as we have a call out to Ben Sievert, who currently serves as a third grade teacher, hoping that he will uh, receive this call, pray on this with his wife and family, and accept this call to be our next director of youth ministry. In that time, some of our youth programs have floundered a little bit, uh, but with Joel Eden here as pastor of faith formation, and hopefully Ben Sievert on board, or whoever God would have in, next, in mind for us to serve next, hopefully that ministry area will shore up and we'll be able to continue to connect our young people, especially after they graduate eighth grade here, as they go through those high school years, and as they enter into young adulthood. A diversity of people was identified as a weakness. As you look around the room, even in the lower light here, uh, you tend to notice people who are similar to you in certain ways. Yes, there'll be different ages and stages, uh, but usually we're pretty homogenous um, as an ethnic group of people. And that was identified as a weakness because as we see the direction of America and the browning of America in terms of skin shade and tone, one of the challenges for us is to embrace those who might look differently than we do and to welcome them in our family of faith. If our congregation is wanting to continue to grow and thrive as a people of God and connecting more and more people to Jesus, we're gonna to have, to have to get used to different kinds of people being in our midst and welcoming and loving them just like we would anyone else. Communication in a lot of organizations is a weakness and certainly it's a challenge for us with our scale and scope of ministry. We try to do the best that we can to communicate what's happening in our church and school with you and with your family. Um, and uh, that's part of the reason that we're having this sermon series in general. This value and vision series is to share with you what we've been working on, where we're at as a congregation and where we believe God is directing us to go in the future. And then local outreach. The idea that we've partnered with some mission and ministry organizations to reach out to uh, places in Saginaw and to Flint and beyond and all throughout the world. But sometimes we might be missing folks here in our midst um, in the places where we work, live, and serve. As always, if you have ideas about what we do well or what we could do better, you can contact me. My inbox and my texting and my voicemail are open to you. You can make an appointment. You can share with me what you think and my contact information is on the screen. 
one of the things that has been helpful for us, and I think healthy for us as a congregation, is to distill these value statements. And I appreciate all those who've served on our steering team and the value and vision task force before them and our voters assembly and our leadership of the ministry council, staff and volunteers have come together to help shape and form these value statements so that they're both descriptive of who we are as a ministry, but also aspirational of who God, I hope, intends for us to be. And the four value statements are these. Number one, Jesus and his word are what everyone needs for life and salvation. Uh, Pastor Fenske preached on this last weekend. And what I love about this value statement is that it begins with the word, Jesus. Jesus is first. Jesus takes his proper place and prominence among us, and we center our lives and relationships around him. And from Jesus flow everything we need for this life, even as he welcomes us to eternal life through his life, death, and resurrection. It all starts with Jesus. Second, our whole family grows closer to Jesus. This is the value that I'll be talking a little bit with you about a little later on in the message. Third, we honor God with meaningful relationships and beautiful experiences. Uh, we are a place where people can gather together for um, incredible worship experiences that are all centered in Jesus Christ and delivering to you God's word and his sacrament for our lives of faith. We're also a place that can gather people together to read and study God's word. We're also a place where professionals and volunteer leaders gather together to not only study God's word, but learn how to apply God's word to their particular ministry context. We host a variety of conferences throughout the year, and this is all made possible through our generosity and our hospitality as we open up our facilities and our staff and volunteer leaders to host different groups throughout the year. And it is a profound privilege to be able to do that. Everything from a pastor's conference to the women's conference that was last weekend, to uh, Girls of Grace worship concerts, to Sidewalk Prophets who are coming to join us in March. It has been fun and it's been very fulfilling to be able to open up our campus to other groups and to teach them about Jesus and to train them to share Jesus with others. And then fourth, our fourth value statement is this, we embrace a pioneer spirit really tapping into the missionary zeal that captured the hearts, minds, and lives of our founding families who moved here for religious liberty and economic opportunity and this desire to share Jesus with those who are already living here and who founded this town. We hope that we can continue to have that missionary zeal as part of our lives and ministries together as a congregation as we move forward in the future and attempt to connect more and more people to Jesus through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. We don't want to lose that pioneer spirit, that missionary zeal as a congregation. These are the value statements that we've uh, shared with you and will continue to share with you throughout this series. But today I want to focus on that second value statement. Our whole family grows closer to Jesus here. And I want to unpack portions of that statement to describe what we mean by that. Uh, first, my whole family grows closer to Jesus here. As you look around the worship space this morning, and this is true of any service, contemporary or traditional, Saturday night or Sunday morning, you see a variety of ages and stages. You see generations of one family sitting in the same row or pew, and that is a beautiful sign. Also, it is a beautiful sound to have our young people, our children and grandchildren, worshiping alongside with us. I remember one time, this was back in um, Battle Creek, Michigan, 
Because of the job that I do, my wife is often solo on Sunday morning with our children. And it's a particular morning. I don't think it was quite different from any other. But as my wife is settling our children in for worship, and as wor the worship service is, is happening, um, a member in the pew in front of her turned back and went, shh, shushed my wife and her five children with her husband in the front playing pastor. As Lisa is telling me this after the service, of course, you know, I, I start to want to react. I want to know who this is and I want to give them a piece of my mind. My wife cautions me and says, no, that's not necessary. Just want to share it with you. Uh, you don't have to fix it, husband. You don't have to do anything. And so I said, well, who is this person? Let me talk to them. Let me talk to them. And um, I didn't do that. Um, but what I did share with our congregation um, the next Sunday was that we were going to be a congregation that welcomed children in our midst, in our worship services, in our studies on our campus, and that the sounds that they make are joyful noise to the Lord and the sounds of the next generation being raised in the faith. And that's something that we were going to welcome. And what was awesome was that there was affirmation and applause to that statement as our congregation wasn't compromised and composed of just shushers those who would shush noisemakers in the service, but folks who understood the value of worshiping together as a family and wanted to pass on that legacy of faith to the next generation. So I'm pleased that there are children who come and sing during worship services and come and dance during worship services. That is a joyful noise in the Lord. But so are cries, so are rustling and hustling and bustling, so are eating Cheerios, so are making messes. That's okay. Those are happy messes. And those are welcome here. Our whole family grows closer to Jesus here. How do we grow closer? Number two, we grow closer to Jesus by spending time in his word. When we gather together around worship, it's God's word that we're sharing with you, that we're explaining to you, that we're proclaiming to you so that you know the saving name of Jesus for your life and for your eternal life. And so you're empowered, equipped by that spirit that works through that word to share Jesus and his word with others. It's gathering around Jesus and his word as they're present in the sacraments of baptism and holy communion where we're brought into saving faith in Christ and then nourished and strengthened in that faith through the regular reception of Jesus' body and blood in the Lord's Supper. How do we grow closer to Jesus as a family? We spend time together in his word. God bless you for being here in worship together, especially with your family. It will have dividends. It will pay interest spiritually as your family grows together and grows closer to our Lord. If you are joining us from home, online, or on channel uh, on our cable channel, I'm glad that you're joining us there. I'm sad that you weren't out early shoveling so that you could come and join us in person. And so, but this is wonderful because this is another channel, another opportunity, another avenue by which you can continue to grow in your faith because you're gathering together with your family of faith around Jesus and his word. By the way, if you are able, um, here's your penance for not being here in worship with all of us here this morning who did shovel and who did make it out. You will have to shovel your neighbor's driveway today in addition to your own. So you're gonna pay that forward, um, pay that penance, so... Number three, my whole family grows closer to Jesus here. Jesus shows up once again in our value statements, and I love that. 
It was Jesus who showed up on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, who went up on that mountainside and taught his followers about life and ministry and about life would be like in the coming kingdom of God. And that life in, in, in the kingdom of God was actually happening in real time as Jesus was present and active in his earthly public ministry. And as he sits down to teach, which is an interesting concept, he launches into his most popular sermon, probably in the whole scripture. It's one that is most quoted by us today. It's the Sermon on the Mount. It's recorded for us in Matthews chapter five through seven. And the first part of that sermon are the Beatitudes. This forms the gateway into this sermon, preparing the people to receive the message of Jesus and that call to an exemplary Christian life. But Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount takes what we expect, takes what we know about life and perhaps even ministry and living faithfully for the Lord and others and turns it on its head. And Jesus says things like, if you're poor in spirit, you're gonna have a place in heaven. If you are one who's lost someone or something valuable to you, you're gonna be comforted. If you're meek and lowly in attitude or station in life, you will be blessed. If you hunger and thirst for better things, for the righteousness of God, you're going to be filled. If you're merciful, you're gonna be shown mercy instead of condemning or judging or vengeful. If you are pure in heart, there's a pathway for you to follow me and become more like me. Blessed are you who are peacemakers. And blessed are those of you who stand up for the word of God and who are persecuted for the name of Christ. Great is your reward in heaven. Friends, it is through Jesus Christ and a relationship of truth and trust in him and with him that we have this opportunity to belong as a family of faith to Jesus and to each other. To believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and to be saved by grace through faith in him. And then to become who God intended us to be. People who receive the blessings of God and share those blessings of God in our life and relationship in whatever context our Lord is calling you to or has placed you. And friends, our profound privilege is to ensure that we keep receiving the blessings of the Lord and sharing those blessings with others. My whole family, our whole family, grows closer to Jesus here. Jesus is present here. We are present here. We grow closer to him through his word and through worship and through studying his word. And we're empowered and equipped to share Jesus with others. Fourth and finally this morning, my whole family grows closer to Jesus here. So many times if you are on the outside of St. Lawrence Lutheran Church and School, if you're a visitor or if you've learned about St. Lawrence in your seminary class like I did back in the day, talking about the history of our denomination, you think of St. Lawrence as this, our historic sanctuary, beautifully built and majestic in size and scope. As people walk into that space, they look up and they go, wow, looking at the height of the structure, looking at the paintings that there are, looking at the beautifully uh, storied stained glass. And that's fun. And it's a testament to those who've come before us, who've sacrificed so much, and who've shared their time, energy, and resources to provide a beautiful space for worship. But the greatest treasure and the greater treasure is not just the physical space of worship, whether that's the sanctuary or this, uh, uh, this worship event center. The greatest treasure of St. Lawrence is God active in the lives of his people. 
And I desire for our congregation to be not only a place, but also a people who will welcome old and young, new and familiar, lost and found, who will welcome those who believe and behave differently than we do, who will welcome those who look differently than we do, to welcome those in our midst that we might be missing, to be part of our family of faith by sharing Jesus with them. Our whole family grows closer to Jesus here because someone shared Jesus with us. And our profound privilege as a family of faith, as a congregation in school, is to continue that legacy of faith and share Jesus with others. Would you join me in doing that? Would you partner with us as we continue to look at our values and vision for the future? Would you take a risk sometimes and share your time, energy, and resources with us? Would you pray for this ministry in our midst that we would continue to grow as a congregation, not just in numbers, not just in bottom line finances, but in faith and service to others. Would you join with us as we seek to serve those we might be missing and welcome more and more people into our family faith so they too can know the confidence and joy that is ours of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Would you join with me? I hope so. God, be with us and bless us as we continue to share Jesus with others. It's in his name. Amen.